Hey everybody, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap, episode number 81. This episode, we've got three albums we're going to talk about. Ugh, albums we're going to talk about. Um, the first of which was recommended by Daniel. Mm. He recommends um, every four episodes or so. How are you doing today? I'm not too bad. Yeah, we got my, I'm, I'm pretty good. We got my dad over here to my right. That's that direction, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the first album we're going to talk about is an album from this year, very early this year. I think it came out in, like, January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, January 6th, though. I think that was, like, the first Friday of the year. So, like, the... Yeah, yeah. you know, that little insurrection. Well, well that was a year before yeah, that, year before but yeah. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. That's over a year since that happened. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, maybe maybe this album was made to celebrate that, um, <laughs> okay. commemorate that maybe. But uh, anyways, yes, the weekend. I don't know if I even said the name of the album. The weekend, Dawn FM. It's sort of a sequel to After Hours in a way. I think Hello. he's still sort of on that same kind of sound. It's more of a concept album. I think I don't know. After Hours was kind of a concept album too, but this one. There's a few things going on. It's sort of like a radio station hosted by Jim Carrey. Um, yeah. While also it, he's sort of telling this story about him and this girl who he mm-hmm. kind of caught feelings for, but then didn't, but then did again and got sad when she left him. It's very weird, and it's very The weekendish because he's... He, he, his, generally, his music generally is just about him being a, like a manipulative drug-addicted kind of piece of shit um, and acting badly towards women, but then he's, like, self-aware about it and is like, I know I'm stupid, but, uh, you know, at least I'm at least I'm awesome or something. <laughs> he seems, at least now, he seems a little bit more self-aware about it, but, you know, there have been some things that come have come forward about him, so that kind of dampers after hours for me i guess because the story of that album was literally about the abuse that he <laughs> was accused of but this album this album i actually like more in general but i well i should let you introduce it yeah. so uh, or uh, tell us about what you think and why you recommended it so go ahead yeah i actually just learned like like maybe a couple days after I recommended it, there's actually like a second version of this album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Dawn FM Alternate World, if you're interested. Um, yeah, I never listened to that. Yeah, there's not much history to go over here. Um, I do like the way The Weeknd has improved his sound in the past like two and a half years. Um, I definitely think he's definitely come into his own. Uh, I think before he was a little too obsessed with making really poppy music. And I haven't, I haven't heard many of his songs on, like, the radio. But I don't don't listen to the radio. I mean, yeah, his early, early stuff, there was no hits from that, I don't think. Then he started coming out with songs like... I can't feel my face and yeah. the hills and that other one, the Starboy, which were a lot more um, radio friendly. Yeah, and I feel like that was like the worst era of his career. 
The early stuff, he, he released like three mixtapes mm-hmm. at like the beginning of the 2010s. I believe it was House of Balloons, Echoes of Silence, and Thursday, I think was the third one. Those are those are really good, and I think that's better than what he's doing now. They're just very dark R and B trap music, with similar themes, but I just like the moodiness of it a lot more. Yeah, he's been on kind of like a. Yeah, I, I just I think he's come into his own sound a lot better. Um, maybe kind of mixing like the poppy stuff with the darker stuff a little bit more. Um, but I think it's very interesting. I used to hate The weekend. Like, I used to, like, really... His music just annoyed me. His personality annoyed me. His personality still kind of annoys me. But, yeah, I just used to really not like what he was doing. But I think in the past two years, he's, he's, got, he's got something that's better than what he had. Um, so, uh, we'll go to Dominic first, see what he thinks. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good album. I would say it's a bit better than After Hours, though they are sort of similar in sound. It's a bit, like, I feel like it's it takes a lot more um, stuff outside of synth-pop from the 80s. Like, the first, the first song really gasoline mm-hmm. his inflection on that almost sounds like a like a post-punk singer or something like ian curtis like he's uh going for a really like or like almost like uh what am i trying to think of you know what i'm talking about right like very like a stilted deep voice that he's doing that's yeah. it's it's sort of like a synth pop thing still but it's more of like a new order or mm-hmm. like something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I can Instead see that. of like the Pesh Mode. Yeah, 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 that too. Stuff like that, where it's like still synth pop music, but it's not so much like the stuff he was doing on the last album. It's yeah. a sort of a different kind of that. Um, yeah, but I like that song. I like "Take My Breath." I like. Uh, I I kind of like "Here We Go Again." Weirdly, I don't like Tyler's verse on that song. Mm. I feel like it's weirdly out of place. His voice is like in a different quality than The Weeknd's, and it's like it feels like he recorded it on like an iPhone and then sent it to him. And the way the rest of the song is super like dramatic, and then The Week and then Tyler the Creator comes in doing like a weird try. It seems like he's trying to be funny mostly verse rap verse which there's none there's only one other rap verse on the album by Lil Wayne which I feel like works a lot better on the song that he's on mm-hmm. I like the song otherwise it just feels like Tyler is really out of place on that song yeah um I don't know what it is about Tyler I just I feel like he's really good on his own but I just feel like whenever he's like collabs he's always trash deal with that is i don't know if that's true i feel like i mean i feel like there are features on his own albums that are good but also i feel like he has feature i like his uh what was i just thinking of i like that i mean i like that kali yuchi song yeah um but i feel like he had one recently i don't remember i like starry eyes i like is there someone else um don't break my heart i didn't really care for 
I Heard You're Married was a weird song. Mm. Um, it's sort of the opposite. I didn't love the rest of the song, but I did kind of like Lil Wayne's verse. Yeah. Um, and then Phantom Regret. It is weird. I don't know why Jim Carrey is like the host and like the he he gets a little interlude at the end. It, I, I mean, the things I've heard about it. I mean, they're both Canadian, so I guess that's maybe why. It just feels really weird uh, and kind of out of place sometimes. I don't mind. I, I guess I don't mind the little. Uh, you know, like, Don FM, like, little things in the middle, and, like, Jim Carrey being, like, his little speeches, like he's a radio DJ. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Sacrifice? Because that's probably, like, the, the, the hit off this album. Oh, yeah, I don't... I, I It's okay, I don't really care for it. I think, yeah, that... and Out of Time are, like, the biggest songs on this album. And Less Than Zero. Less Than Zero was the kind of the sleeper hit, because that wasn't a single, but then after the album came out, it got super popular. Yeah. Less than And Less Than Zero is a really good song. That might be my favorite song on the album. Because mm. it, it just is that, like, pop perfection that you only hear every once in a while. Your least favorite is uh, um, the one you said. I don't know. I don't like, yeah, I don't like How Do I Make You Love Me or Out of Time. Yeah. Or... I don't remember Every Angel is Terrifying. I feel like I didn't like that one either, though. But yeah, other than that, it's a good album. Um, yeah, I like it a lot more than After Hours. I like the concept a lot more than After Hours. I'd probably give it like a B overall. Mm. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. One of the better ratings I've gotten Probably. you. I feel like I've been, I, uh, you've said that about every... Yeah rating I've given you but you my, be, my ratings at the beginning were shit um I don't remember the only album I remember not liking from you was the Eminem one yeah well I've had two of those now and I don't think you liked either okay, of them yeah true um, stop, just stop doing that <laughs> no <laughs> there'll probably be another Eminem album at some point just uh, cause you hate me yeah I might do it for like <laughs> we're coming up on the 100th so well, kind of, yeah. Maybe, maybe Eminem will come back. Uh, maybe he'll peek his ugly head around the, the bend. Okay. <laughs> Dad. Yes. What do you think? Not a fan. Huh. Um, and I was surprised because, like, I kind of. I don't. Here, let me start off by saying I don't know a ton about the weekend beyond what probably your average person knows. Like, you know, I, I've seen him perform on like SNL I've seen I've heard songs of his scattered throughout the years um some of them I thought were pretty good some of them I didn't like you know I was kind of really middle of the road with him um it's not terrible don't get me wrong like there I can I can pull songs out of here and I'll tell you them that I did kind of like but the overall vibe of this album to me was just kind of like I found it a bit boring except for when it wasn't but it was more boring it was boring more often than it wasn't to me because he just seemed to keep trying to be suave and smooth mm. like super purposefully and I just that's all I could get from it mostly not mm, every yeah. song but mostly 
it's just maybe too polished or too something. I know, like I I I heard you talk about this song before, and I don't know if you liked. I, I have a feeling you didn't like that song, but I thought "I Can't Feel My Face" was a great song. Oh yeah, no. I, I, I don't know. I just it was fun. It was it was like it had a great sound. It was like an earworm. It kind of. It was, stuck in your head. It was probably just because it was overplayed. Maybe because it was over. I'm sure it was overplayed. Um, but no, I mean I like that song. And if I think of that song, and I think of most of the songs on this, I just I don't think it's as good. I don't know. And that's just me. And this is coming from a person who doesn't know a bunch about you know like I haven't listened to his other albums really. You know, like I said, I've only heard what I've heard. Um, but there were a few on here that I did like. Um, I like the tale by Quincy just because I thought it was interesting with the whole with Quincy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't mention that. I did yeah. like that. Too. Yeah, it's Quincy Jones. Quincy right? Jones. Yeah, um, I just thought that was an interesting thing. It's not like it was a great song, really, but it was like just interesting. Um, my favorite song on the album. It was funny because you just said you found it very not memorable, Dominic, and I thought "Every Angel Is Terrifying" might have been the best song on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a little different. I thought the beat was better. Um, it it kind of held a steady, like it, it held my attention a lot more. Yeah. Um, uh, Less than zero, like you said, that was a good song. That was really good. I didn't like either of the features really. Like Little Wayne wasn't terrible, like you said. Like he was probably a yeah. better feature in his performance than the one with Tyler the Creator. But I, as songs, I didn't really like either of them. Um, and I believe the only other song I thought was decent was, um, was it, ga- yeah, Gasoline. I thought Gasoline was decent. Although that's where he really started to, he didn't do it as much. He seemed to start doing it more a little bit in this song and then a lot after. That whole smooth, overly smooth, suave kind of thing he was, I feel like he was trying to pull it off on this album. I don't know, I could be way off base, I don't know. But like I just, it didn't. It didn't. Most of the album didn't hit me real right. Yeah. And I've been listening to it for two weeks, and yeah. I was like, in the beginning, I actually had a worse opinion of it. The more I listened to it, a couple of them, I started. It started growing on me, and a couple of the songs I wound up liking. Yeah. Um, I didn't love anything, and I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I hated anything either, though. Um, I feel like is there someone else? It was kind of bad. Yeah, that song. That's one of my least. Favorites. Um, so I guess if I had to choose a worse one, that would be it. But again, not like terrible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not exactly for me. I didn't exactly um, come away from this thinking it was anything yeah. special. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd probably give it. <sighs> I mean, I think a flat C is fine with for this. I don't, you know, I don't hate it. It's not carbonated anymore. It's not carbonated anymore. That's yeah. All, all the all the all the fizz came out of it when I listened to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would give it a C. Um, like I said, it's not terrible. It's not great. There's a couple good ones on here, and the rest is just kind of kind of floats in the middle for me. So yeah. I, I will give it a C. I would also be remiss if I did not mention how stupid the fucking cover looks. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't. I didn't see whatever music video came out for whatever song he 
becomes Olden. But why? I don't. Why is it the cover of the album? He's been doing this thing with his past couple albums where all the albums are just his face but distorted in some way. Uh, well, the like the after, after hours, hours one was kind of stupid too. But at least that was just his face. But it was he had like blood around his mouth or something. Yeah. And well, this one, this just looks stupid. <laughs> he does look kind of goofy. And it's like an awful cover. It's an awful cover. Like why? You, there's nothing going on there except old weekend. Yeah. I understand. It's a bit of a boring cover. Yeah, it's boring, but it also looks stupid. Album covers really matter much anymore to some people, but... I think they um, do. I feel like if it's a good album cover, it could draw your attention. This immediately before I came out, I was like, this is so stupid. Well, I could could also... I, I always hated the cover of Igor. Why? So it's, it's just it's, it's a nice colored co- really weird and I um, you don't know how to color things. A pink, the pink background just really doesn't fit. That's what you need though. Good album covers that draw your attention have big, bright colors. Mm. You know, it's it's like it's what like it why McDonald's. My but it also made me want to throw up. It's like why McDonald's is yellow. I can't listen to the album if I'm throwing up. Why? You're just, you You don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> all, all right, all right, enough yeah, about it. Let's move on to, uh, to Jim's album this week. Who? You're talking like he's your stepdad. Jim. James. Hey, Jim. Jimmy over there. Um, <laughs> well, the, the title of the show is Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap. Uh, Jimbo. Yes. His uh, album this week. Uh, Use Your Illusion 2 uh, by Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Um, yeah, discuss some of your, uh, history with this. So, yeah, I mean, I understand, especially now, especially over the last 20 years when I've become a little bit more aware of music that is problematic. Um, a lot of Guns N' Roses, especially first album... Appetite for Destruction was problematic, although I loved it at the time. Um, but yeah, it's definitely problematic towards women at the very least. Um, Axl Rose has not been um, has been cited as making remarks about gays. Isn't I don't there, remember him saying anything about black people. So wasn't there a song about like immigrants on? Yeah, he says immigrants and faggots in. Um, mm. One in a Million, which was off their EP, uh, what the hell was that called? I don't know, that was out between, that came out between Appetite for Destruction and the two Use Your Illusions albums. Yeah. Um, a real poet yeah. of his time. I mean, I think he was young and stupid, and, you know, I think he thought he was being edgy and all that kind of stuff, and, yeah. you know, he yeah. claims he never really felt like that, I don't know, whatever. You know, he had a big hug on stage with uh, Elton John and everything was supposed to be forgiven, so. <laughs> Elton John just, like, hired to do that with whoever? Like, he did that with Eminem, too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I Like, like you know, separating the art from the artist again, yeah. you know, like, like a lot of things from, especially from my musical past, because there was much more problematic stuff back then. But I think Guns N' Roses as a band is really good. And um, so, yeah, this album really quickly um 
you know, I liked Appetite for Destruction. Um, the EP that came out, which I still can't remember the name of, but it had Patience on it, which was like the one hit off that album. Um, and then when these came out, it's this the whole explosion of these two albums started when um, the song on this album, You Could Be Mine, was in uh, Terminator 2. And uh, they had a video for it that had Schwarzenegger in it, and you know they had a, and, and you know clips from the movie, and it was like that whole thing, and that got huge, and then they just put out single after single after single from these two albums. Um, you know, I think it suffers from what a lot of double albums uh, suffer from. Like you could probably pick out an album's worth of material, and it would have been a much better album. Um, but I think this, I think this one, uh, number two. Uh, to me is better uh, than the first one. No. Although I think the first one had more hits on it. But I don't know. Like, there was hits on both of them. So it's probably fairly even. But yeah, I mean, when You Could Be Mine came out, I loved that song because generally because I loved the drum line in it. And I used to love playing the drum line in it because it's pretty wicked. Um, this was actually when they first got... They, they fired Steven Adler, the drummer, right before these albums came out. Uh because he was just badly strung out on drugs. And uh, they hired the drummer from the cult, uh, Matt Sorum, who was a better drummer. <laughs> so um, I think the drumming has improved a lot. I, I mean, I like Steven Adler, but and I think he did a good job on the first on the first album and, and that EP in between. But he was, uh, I mean, you know, he was having problems. And, you know, honestly, like I said, when they got Matt Sorum, they improved because he was he's a much better drummer. So, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the whole album isn't great. There, there's some misses on this album, but I think overall I like it, and I like it better. And, it's, and Guns N' Roses really was just a big part of my, I'm not going to say childhood, but my, you know, teenage, early 20s years. Um, you know, when their first album came out, I was at the end of middle school, so then all the way through high school with this. This came out in, what, 91? Yeah, when I graduated, yeah. so... Um, yeah, I mean, they were a big part of my youth, so. Um, let me start with, I'm going to start with Daniel on this one. What do you think of Use Your Illusion 2? I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely, I wasn't a big fan of, uh, of Guns N' Roses before. Mm-hmm. There's actually an album I've, I've heard before, uh, album I've heard, a song I've heard before that I didn't know Guns N' Roses made. Uh, it's knocking on heaven's door. I don't. That's a cover. I don't yeah. know if they made that. Yeah. Yeah, it's about Bob I, Dylan. I didn't mean. I I've heard that version before. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was thinking like I I was thinking like a month ago. I didn't look it up for whatever reason, but I listened to Bob Dylan's version. I was like, this is not the version I know, and I know there's a lot of co- Bob Dylan covers or a few at least that are more famous. Mm-hmm. than the original Bob Dylan song, so it was probably like somebody else just covered it. But I couldn't think of who it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is the, that's the one I've heard like my entire life. I feel like right. that uh, Guns N' Roses cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like that song. I like uh, I like 14 Years. Mm-hmm. I like um, Yesterday's. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty Tied Up. Okay. Um, you Could Be Mine. Uh, don't cry. So fine. Now, if you ever want to hear the the actual version of that song, it's on the other album. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to hear the difference in the lyrics. 
Um, and that was the one, the, the, the one on the other album, on Use Your Illusion 1, was the one that was the hit. But they had an alternate version, obviously, on this uh, on this one. Yeah, I've heard the I've heard the regular version before. I like that. I think I like that more. Mm -hmm. um, but I like this one too. If I had to pick a song I didn't love, uh, probably so fine. Okay. I wasn't a big fan of that song. Mm -hmm. What'd you think of his rant on getting the ring? Was that him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought I, I looked it really, up and it was somebody else. I didn't really pay too much attention to it because a lot of rock back then had these people going on little tangents. Oh, was it someone else in the band, you mean, that was yelling? Yeah, like when... Some of it definitely sounds like him. Yeah, it, it, maybe it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. I thought it was somebody else. I honestly, I didn't think it was even anybody in the band. I thought it was, he was like sampling something like... Oh. That some wrestler said or something at some <laughs> point. Like, yeah. no, he was really pissed off at the time. I mean, Axl Rose was kind of always pissed off, but um, he was really pissed off at the time about all the negative articles that were coming out about him and the band, um, and like things like Rolling Stone and Hit Parader, and there was a ton of rock and, and metal magazines back then, and you know they all kind of dumped on him. So you know he was like. Just being typical, Axel. I was like, "Fuck you! I'll beat you up, even though I'm 105 pounds soaking wet." But yeah. anyway, yeah, I was just, just wondering. You know, your... it was just like one of those things that uh, rock rock stars did. If they were mad, they would rant in like the middle. It was of the like song. that version of a diss track. And I was just like, "Suck you! <laughs> fuck me you! Of suck my dick!" Suicidal. Um, that suicidal tendency song. That institutionalized. Yeah. Well, that wasn't like a diss track it was like you know that was like a parents just don't understand no I know but just the way he was saying it, it yeah. and it sounded like that I don't remember the guy's name from Suicidal Tendencies Mike Muir yeah that guy the way he was yeah uh, ranting yeah. in that song when he gets like louder and faster yeah uh, so. it sounded like yeah that's what it reminded me of alright so uh, I don't know what, what was your overall uh, grade probably like a B Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Good. Did you like... Did you say you liked the Knockin' on Heaven's Door cover? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because that, that's very debated whether it's a good cover or not. I like it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think it's great or anything, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. I, my favorite covers are like when people do their own thing mm -hmm. with the song. So I think yeah. that's... I think they do that pretty well. Hmm. Mr. Dominic... What did you think? It was okay. Um, it was I even this like side of it. I feel like was over a little over long. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know what I would think about the whole thing. Uh, but I liked some of it. I really liked the first song actually, "Civil War." Yeah. Um, that was a really really good song, mm -hmm. and it was probably the best song here. That's my favorite song on the album, um, actually. Yeah. Yeah. 14 years, I didn't really care for. Yesterday's is kind of a sappy song, but I guess he was, you know, trying to speak from the heart. Mm -hmm. Knocking on Heaven's Door, I like their cover of it. It's weird. I was, I was looking at some of the lyrics on Genius while I was uh, listening to it, mm -hmm. kind of because I wanted to see, hear if he was saying anything, like, awful. Mm -hmm. um, but I read a thing on the knocking on heaven's door 
and apparently Bob Dylan came into the studio and like gave his input on it but then it was an interview with Slash and Slash was just like yeah I didn't really listen to him at all the whole time when he was giving me advice on my guitar um, it was just really weird but uh yeah it, it, and they said that the I don't know if Bob Dylan said this or they said this, but they said the point of the song was, or like what the song was about was a it was a cop who killed a kid, and then they the cop was gonna like commit suicide, and that's what knocking on heaven's door means. Mm-hmm. Um, I never interpreted it like that when I heard Bob Dylan sing it, because I just figured it was kind of an anti-war, anti like kind of po- police brutality song like the way what it was talking about i thought was mostly soldiers um you know risking their lives mm-hmm. every day and knocking on heaven's door right because they could just die at any moment and i know part of this part of the song also mentioned something about police but i just figured it was kind of a similar thing to talk about um, but apparently, according to somebody on Genius, it, it, that's what the point of the song is. And I think that's what Guns, somebody in Guns N' Roses said. Okay. But I feel like it's just a, a weird song to, uh, to make about that. Get in the, I didn't like Get in the Ring very much. I thought that rant was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really like the song very much. Shotgun Blues was okay. Breakdown, I kind of liked. Pretty Tied Up was fine. Um, Locomotive was fine. A lot of them were just fine. So Fine was a little bit better, actually. Mm -hmm. Estranged, uh, I don't really think I liked that. War, You Could Be Mine, I didn't like either of those songs very much. And I didn't really like Don't Cry, either. I don't know how much the lyrics would have changed that. But, um... Yeah, I'm not very familiar with the other version of the song. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the other lyrics would have been. Um, and then My World was okay. It was a decent finish to the I didn't album. say this before, but probably tied for first, maybe second, is actually uh, strange. I love that song. Really? Um, but I just, I'm throwing that out there. Yeah, I don't, I feel like it, it was just kind of boring at that point in the album. But, uh, yeah. Not a bad album. It was better than I was expecting it to be, because I don't, I feel like I've heard most of Appetite for Destruction because it's mm-hmm. one of those albums that you just have to listen to. You know, for a lot of people, if you're into music, it's one of those like classic albums, mm-hmm. and I really didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So I'd actually venture to say that this one is better than that, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but also a lot of people kind of put this and the first one together, so I don't know how they would fare if it was like taking both of them into account because I haven't listened to the first one. And again, I, to, my, to this day, most of the time, I will never understand double albums. It's like, it seems yeah. egotistical in a way, and it also seems like you, you could have made a superb, you definitely could have made an excellent album out of the two combined. Yeah. There are but, very few double albums I like. Yeah. And the ones that I do like, I'm like, this could have been an even better album, though. Right. Just, that's always that's always kind of what you take away from them. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, uh, the, did you give it a grade? I didn't. Uh, a C plus, C plus. probably. Okay. All right. That's cool. Um, 
Yeah. I didn't know what to expect from Guns N' Roses with you guys. I thought Daniel might like it a little more because he's kind of sometimes geared towards like straight rock and roll a little more than you do. You kind of like edgier stuff. Um, which, I mean, even though sometimes lyrically they are, I mean, Guns N' Roses is a very, very rock band. Like, they're just pretty much straight up rock. Yeah. Um, they're not that heavy and they're not that, you know, whatever. I mean, he, like I said, he can put edgy lyrics to it sometimes, but yeah. other than that, they're really I mean, one of the most straight up rock bands I, I can name. Rock itself is supposed to be pretty edgy anyways. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. From the so, beginning. Um, I totally lost. Oh, here we go. Um, so yeah, this week uh, Dominic um, went ahead and took one of my favorite singers of all time and uh, threw him out there with a different band. So he recommended the album from 2005 from the band Phantom Mass uh, called Suspended Animation. So uh, give us a little background on this album, Dominic. Yeah, so Phantom Mass or Phantoma, Phantomass or however you say it. Um, I've heard it pronounced Phantomass. Or Fantomas, I don't know how it's pronounced exactly, but um, yeah, they are a sort of supergroup, I guess. Um, the obviously lead singer Mike Patton from uh, things like Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, stuff like that. Um, Dave Lombardo, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the drummer from Slayer. Some guy who is the guitarist from the Melvins, which I'm mm. not very familiar with that band. Is that Trey Prunes? But um, no, that's never mind. That's not him. Never mind. Um, ooh, why doesn't? Oh, Buzz Osborne. Yeah, that's it. And another guy who was apparently the bassist in Mr. Bungle, but also generally was just playing bass with Mike Patton wherever he was going at the time. Like in Faith No More and uh, Mr. Bungle or whatever shows he was playing in, in this band, too. Um, this album is kind of a concept album, I guess. It's like it each song is for a day in April 2005. It was released, it was made before then. It was released during that month. It was like the fifth. Um, so it, it's not like it was like a diary, which I kind of thought when I first looked at it. Um, but it was more, it's more just, I think, a song for each day. Um, I, I was planning on recommending this in April, but uh, I had it written down, and I just was like, I needed to recommend an album, so I was like, okay, I'll recommend this one. Not realizing that it wasn't April anymore, it wasn't thematic, but whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, it's, it's very, sh a lot of them are very short songs, um, some sort of little interludes, and there, um, there are 30 songs, obviously, because that's how many days there are in April, so they're just these little cartoonish transitions a lot of the time. There's a lot of sampling of, like, old cartoons or kids' commercials and stuff like that, or, like, kids' songs and stuff. One of the songs, and this is another reason why I was probably stupid to recommend this album, is because it's hard for even me to tell the difference between some of the songs. Like, I it, I don't remember which song was which. I think yeah. it was 41005, because that's the one I have starred. That was, it was like the Pop Goes the Weasel melody for a lot of it. Um, and then it that, that showed up at like in like a music box sort of thing at the end. 
Um, but yeah, I guess I'll go to Daniel first. What did you think about Phantom Mass? I didn't really like it that much. It, it got a little too experimental mm -hmm. for me at some points. It's very weird. Uh, it, 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 that's kind of the point. Um, but I, it's just, I can't really enjoy it as music because it's just kind of a collection of random sounds. Kind of I don't put think together. that's true. It, it's kind of, it's put together in a rhythmic way. Um, is that not what music is? Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I don't know. Um, God, that's why I wanted to say I don't. That's why I wanted to say I. I was gonna say I don't. It, it that's not really music, but I it, that's wrong because anything can be music if it's. Well, I mean, yeah, just rhythmic. sounds. Any sounds could be music, but also, oh. yeah, music. Music, definition-wise, is rhythmic and music is incredibly subjective and i i bet that there are people that enjoy this it's just it's too weird for me uh i don't think it's that out there it, i don't know maybe it's just me it, they don't ever sing on this album do they yeah do they? there are some songs that are fully a lot of them are fully instrumental but there are or just like skits or interludes but no, there are songs where he's singing. I never caught that. The song I was just saying, I think, 4.10.05 and 4.11.05, he definitely sings on. There are some other ones I get kind of confused later in the album, which songs are which. But no, he's definitely, there are definitely parts of the album where he's singing. And that's the thing about the album that I really like, is that it sort of all fits together, or at least parts of the album kind of fit together as one song. So you go through several songs and then one of the songs works as kind of like a climax of all of the songs that you've heard yeah. up until that point. Um, so it's hard to take it by uh, as a song-by-song song kind of basis. Yeah, it's very but, hard to pick a favorite and least favorite song. Yeah. I do like 41005. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, that, 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 I think that was the one that was the most interesting. It's yeah. very hard to pick a least favorite. I don't think I can. Um, yeah, you don't have to. You can just talk about the album yeah, like in general. It's very interesting. Um, and I get what they're like going for, but like I it seems like they're they're just kind of making a lot of a lot of noise sometimes and it kind of takes away from the musical aspect just a little bit. Um, but I mean if that's what you're into, uh, a lot of, and that can be very interesting to, because a lot of the songs I like can probably be just described as noise. Um, that's but, well, yeah. Um, I wasn't I wasn't super into this. Uh, I don't really get it like. I don't know why they made a song about this specific month in history, um, but I guess it's just like they're, because none of the, I don't think any of them really fit into like the events of what happened on any day, because that's what I was expecting, I was expecting. I don't think that's what they were for. No, it was, I think there are references 
part of it too was it, there are references to obscure holidays in April. Mm. Um, I don't actually remember what what that is, and I I forget about it every time I listen to it. But apparently, laced within many songs, maybe in the lyrics or in some of those like sound effects that they use from like cartoons and stuff. Um, there is like references to holidays in April, but uh, yeah, that was part of it. That was part of the concept, though, when they were talking about it. It was like references to very like you know like you hear all the time. And it's like National Hot Dog Day or something, right? Or like um, I don't know. I don't know any in April. Did they say anything about your first birthday? No, because that was on this album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was my first, my, uh, not my first birthday that I ever had, but it was my first. But it was like. That was the first birthday you ever had. Yeah. The first birthday I ever had was my birthday. Well, I mean, okay. Um, it was your zeroth birthday. (laughs) It was my, it was my first birthday. And you weren't even born yet. So. This was all actually a month. This was a counting down. This the is month before, as your grandpa, as, as your, as your, as Gramps said, before you came and stole his thunder. Yeah. Yeah, my <laughs> life was better back then. Uh, so. This is, yeah, this is actually recounting the last good month of my life. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, come on. So, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I don't really love it. Uh, what? Know. I'll give it, like, uh, like a, like a, like a C minus. Ah. Alright. <laughs> yeah. What did you think, Dad, of suspended animation? Oh, well, I love the mind, obviously. I've made this clear multiple times on this show. Mm-hmm. I love the mind of Mike Patton. I love how much he is out there. Um, I like, I usually like how much he experiments and stuff like that. But this is horrible. What? And let me tell you something now. Let me tell you something. I After you recommended it, I know I had listened to... They have three full albums out. They had they put out three full albums. I know I listened to two of them, and I was pretty sure this was one of them. And I was, But I didn't remember which one I couldn't stand. And it was this one. Because <laughs> Why? Listen, uh, listen. I, I celebrate <laughs> the madness of it. I like that it it exists <laughs> I really don't want to just trash it it's just I can't listen to it like much I listened through it I think three times fully and I think I went back and listened to some stuff that I was like you know what I remember this area of the album not being bad and what's funny is I thought one of the better areas of the album uh, coincidentally was was between the 19th and the 21st when, which would include mm. your birthday um, they seem to be a bit more, I don't want to say structured because that, that's not really what I mean. It's, it, they seemed, they seem, I don't know. See, this is all, this, this kind of thing, this, this kind of really experimental stuff is really subjective. Like I've heard experimental stuff that like, I know probably lots of people would be like, what the hell is this? This is just noise. And I know that's what's happening here. But it's just that the noise that they're making 90% of the time in this album, I don't enjoy. I didn't enjoy it. 
Now, their other album, they have two other albums. I listened to the director's cut, which mm. was about movies. Yeah. I liked that a hell of a lot more. It was yeah. probably more structured. That could be a reason why. That one is more like critically acclaimed, I think. Is I didn't even know that was true. I don't think this one was like. I think a lot of people hated this one. Yeah. But I think, and I also think their very first album, which I think was just called Phantom Mass, yeah. um, was similar to this because, and I, I haven't. I, I don't um, think I've listened to much of that, like if any. Page. Yeah, everything was a page. Yeah. So I don't know if it had to do with books or if it had to do with what, but. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, most of this album, I didn't, I I mean, it's just simply, I didn't enjoy listening to it. Um, it was a little too all over the place for me. And there were times when it was like kind of cool. Every once in a while I would strike a note where I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Or that's kind of cool what he did there. That's kind of cool what he said there or whatever the case may be. Or, or, you know, the old, like you said, like the old cartoon you know, uh, weaving that in and stuff like that. Like, it's, every once in a while it was kind of cool, but most of the time it was just really hard to listen to. And I don't understand, to me, why anyone would, like, listen to this album more than once. Like, but that's just me. It's just, it's just I mean, I, I, got a, I got more out of it on my second listen. Right. Now, I and, did uh, listen to it, like, minimum three times. Yeah. Um, and I, I and it wasn't like, easy. <laughs> um, I like Mr. Bungle more now too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've listened to some of the other albums mm-hmm. of theirs, like uh, Disco Volante. I don't like Disco Volante. I don't know why. I didn't. I remember. I don't know. I'd have to give it because I haven't listened I, to it probably since it came out. Now so. that I've listened to them, it's probably my least favorite out of all of them. I it's still f- pretty good though. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still haven't I don't, listened to that first EP they came out with that they just did. About a year or two ago, no, it was two years, because I remember it was like right before the pandemic really hit, they did a live show in New York somewhere, and they played that first album, what was it, Killing the Easter Bunny, or something about a... Something like that. Something about the Easter Bunny, I forget what, it, what the actual title was. But, and that was, and they did it with not the original band fully, it was someone from the original... The Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny. Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny. It was someone from the original band. I don't remember which guy. And then there was two of the guys from Anthrax. Yeah. That did the rest it's, of the thing with them. So. It's like a whole hour-long album, but it's a demo. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, gotta say I wasn't thrilled with this. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I applaud the experimentation. I'm glad it was made. You know, like, I'm, and I know that sounds like weird to say, but I, t- I really feel like that. Like, I want albums like this to be made. I want people to experiment, mm-hmm. but this well, one just didn't hit me. The whole thing with being experimental is that it's an experiment, right? So the experiment right. might not work. Yeah, Personally, like scientific experiments, you know, blow up more times yeah. than they don't until you get it right. <laughs> I feel like this blew up in a pretty epic way, though. It's mm-hmm. when and when they're an actual like. When they're making a normal song, they're a very tight band. Yeah, in my opinion. All like, four it's of them not are like really they're good musicians. The actual music is weird. It's there's a lot of weird stuff going on out like kind of before you get into that, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess that 
could turn a lot of people off. This and what's funny is, and this is you know this is going to happen every once in a while, to me anyway. This was might have been one of the worst weeks of combined albums to me. No. <laughs> yeah, that's to me, shitty to me. Guns N' Roses album. I'm not including that because I, I recommended it. But I mean, I, yeah, and and that's fine. That's going to happen every once in a while. Obviously, you do 81 episodes; they're not going to be yeah. all gems. Um, Even worse than that Macho Man Randy Savage one. Well, that was know. purposefully bad, wasn't it? Yeah. So, anyway, well, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was probably the best one. <laughs> um, we're gonna go ahead and make uh, our picks for this week. Um, do you have yours ready to go, sir, or no? Because um, I do. If you want me to go first, if you need a minute. Yeah, you go first. All right, this is a little bit off my charts um, in my general music tastes, and I actually like that because I have been experimenting more with other forms of music. Um, obviously, I feel like I know a lot about and listen to a lot of rock, heavy metal, um, a good amount of like indie stuff, yeah, like you know, uh, alternative. Like there's so many, you know, there's so many words for different styles of music. Um, Two genres I never really crossed into much because I wasn't thrilled with them. I never felt like I was thrilled with them. was both uh, classical and country. Mm -hmm. And this is the first kind of... Although it's not fully country, it's like my first sort of walk through something country that I actually really, really like. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's considered country, to be honest with you. It sounds a little country to me, but I really like it. So... My recommendation is uh, from 2017. Um, the band is Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, mm. and their album, The Nashville Sound. Mm. Um, yeah, Nashville Sound as a genre is like old Nashville country music. Yeah, which makes so. sense that I would like it more because I like old country. Like, I like. It's like Dolly Parton. Yeah, I like, like Willie Nelson, um, Johnny Cash. Waylon Jennings, like that kind of stuff. I, I like mm. the really old, you know, I've, I've tended to like the really old stuff if I like any country. Um, but I, I'm, I'm digging some of the newer, you know, country stuff that's coming out. Like they're calling it like alt country. They're calling it like indie country. Like they're trying to say it's not really country like you hear on the radio a yeah. lot. So it's, it's a weird dichotomy because yeah. country, I'm going to get a little political. Country used to be not exactly Republican. It was a lot more, like, libertarian-ish, I guess, but it was a lot more just independent. And also, they hated, like, they hated the cops, and they hated the law. <laughs> That's It was called outlaw country. Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. Where, you know, like, I guess socially... They were still pretty backwards a lot of the time. But in terms of, you know, stuff like that, like, they still hated the government. But the reason for that is is because people like that in back in the day were singing about things that were actually happening to them, like, you know, doing crime and drugs and stuff like that. For the most part, like, they were, they were poor and they robbed... They robbed stores to get by, and they mm -hmm. did a lot of cocaine. Mm -hmm. And country turned into 
privileged southern white boys talking about drinking beer on their porch mm. and driving, tractor. driving tractors around that had like no idea about any of that the only reason that they sang about it was because that's what the old country people sang about so that was the diff- that's the difference for me is mm. because at some point I feel like country music turned into a bunch of preppy shitty Republican white guys with southern accents who were just from the south mm. pretending to be into like that to to understand country music themselves like Brad Paisley or whoever or Kid Rock people like that right and um they suck I'm glad <laughs> but I feel like there's more of a there's more of an acceptance, I guess, coming back in country music, and more of a stuff like that. Like I like people like Chris Stapleton mm-hmm. and uh, Sturgill Simpson and mm-hmm. Orville Peck and stuff. So yeah, I haven't heard what was it called, Jason Isbell and the and the Four Hundred Unit. Um, yeah, I think this is just like really good. You know, it's it's got a rock feel to it, but it's definitely country. Um, and I think. And what was interesting was one of the first times I heard them, not the very first time, was they did one of the covers on that Metallica um, mm. uh, tribute or whatever you call it for the Black Album. They did Sad But True, and they did they did it very differently, which I thought was really cool. Um, they made it like an open, like almost like an up-tempo swing song, <laughs> which yeah. is like not what that song is. Um, so I thought I found that very interesting, and I wound up listening to some of their some of their stuff, and I wound up really liking a lot of it, and I thought this album kind of was the best of the ones I had heard, so. Mm. So, yeah, I figured I'd go a little bit um, out of my comfort zone, maybe you would call it, and uh, have everyone give this a listen. Mm. So what'd you give, uh, what'd you come up with this week, Dominic? Um, I have a few things on my slate that I want to put out there, but I guess the first one, because you talked about this band recently. Mm-hmm. And how you kind of like them. Mm-hmm. It's a newer band. Um, this album is a lot different than a lot of their other stuff. They usually make like a lot of psychedelic, bluesy music, almost. It's mostly just like psychedelic-type stuff. But uh, this album is a metal album, more or less. It's very, it's like very thrash metal. I know who you're going to say. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. It, I, it's one of my favorite albums by them, actually, though. And um, they have a lot of music. There was a year that they came out with, like, four albums, yeah, I think. Yeah, I know exactly who you're going to say that. Um, yeah, they put out a lot of music. They sort of slowed down in, like, 2020. I don't think they released anything that year. Um, but they've released two albums uh, since then in 2021 and this year. I, I, I didn't like the one from this year very much. But, uh... Yeah, I have a feeling you know who it is already. But King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard mm-hmm. with Infest the Rat's Nest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've listened to this album before. I have, but not very much. So it's yeah, it's good to go it again. sort of a concept album about, like... Uh, they're a very environmentalist band in general, so it's sort of about, like, Earth being uh, sort of uninhabitable, mostly... Um, so the rich people move to Mars or somewhere, and, um, yeah, they, well, one of the songs about them moving to Mars, 
and uh, yeah, that's sort of what it's about. It's about that happening and the Earth becoming uninhabitable for humans, but then just the poor being left there. So, yeah. There, right. Yeah, the other album they released the same year, I think, in 2019, Fishing for Fishies, was also... it's It was a lot more in their same kind of style that they usually had. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it was... The people called it, like, boogie rock. I don't know what that means, really. <laughs> uh, it, it felt, to me, a lot more like their other stuff. But um, that's a very good album, too. But And that's also a very environmentalist album. But, yeah, this album is very good. Um, I'm not, like, a huge metal fan, so I don't know if it's good for metalheads, but I feel like it, it's a lot heavier than I expected it to be when I first listened to it. So, uh, yeah, very good album. They're a very good band, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm it's thinking them a lot. To uh, every album isn't a super great album, but there are yeah. a couple albums that are really good. You said Infest the Rat's infest Nest, Infest right? the Rat's Nest, yes. Okay. So, so we have a couple of long, complicated uh, band names um, yeah. involved this week, but if you yeah. want to be caught up, you listen to uh, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizards. Infest the Rat's Nest. Right, and Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit with the Nashville Sound. Yeah. I thought we were going to do a thing where you said like the band name and I said the... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you wanted a thing happening there. Like, no, it's fine. I, th- I thought it was just going to be, you know. You would remember the band name quicker than I, the album name quicker than I would. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.